The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, has received Cabinet approval for the draft facial recognition technology bill, the outline of which is expected to be published today. Uh, joining me now is Liam Herrick, Executive Director of the Irish Council for Civil Liberties. Uh, good morning, Liam. Morning, Pat. Uh, predictably, you have reservations. We do, Pat, but I mean, I think it's great that we're finally talking about this with a piece of paper in front of us. Um, I think we've been speaking on this programme for over a year and a half now about the government's intention to legislate for facial recognition technology. They've never published any bit of details. This is the first indication we have. So at least the debate is now starting. What are the indications from... The, the, the early announcements because we will get detail presumably later in the day. Yeah, I mean, the Minister has issued a statement and there's a, a very short uh, heads of bill outline published now. What it does say is it gives an indication of the circumstances in which she proposes to use facial recognition technology. They're talking about retrospective use, not live use, which is a positive thing. Um, but the retrospective use would seem to be allowed to be used in a fairly broad range of circumstances because the offences um, for the investigation of which this could be used is is very wide. Um, and when the Minister first discussed this back in May 2022, um, the indications were that we'd have very, very sparing use of this technology in Ireland. The instances cited were counter-terrorism cases or the abduction of a child. Now, in the list of offences that we're looking at today... There's public order offences, there's criminal damage offences, there's assault. So, you know, we, we talk about a slippery slope. We're, we're a long way down the slippery slope right. before we um, even start. J- just what you're saying there, you know, the child abduction, absolutely people say, yes, yeah. you must use that uh, as quickly as possible to try and uh, apprehend a, a suspect. And then you're saying counterterrorism. Yeah, absolutely. We'd like to yeah. apprehend anyone who might be uh, trying to place a bomb somewhere. Uh, criminal damage shopkeepers would be saying yeah I'd like to guy- nail oh. the guy who did in my shop and stole all my merchandise assault absolutely why not our listeners that's what they're saying what, yeah. what is the problem with finding the ne'er-do-wells because at the end yeah. of the day you still have to go to court you have to have someone in to say yes that is uh, Joe Bloggs uh, that we we yeah. thought we apprehended him on foot of the, the facial wreck but now have a look at him have a look at the facial wreck yeah, I mean, I suppose there's two, there's two debates, really, Pat. One is about using this technology at all, you know, yeah. and, and there, there is concerns from privacy and civil liberties perspective and indeed the European Parliament, which would argue for a complete ban on the use of this technology because it's proven to be very inaccurate, it's proven to have inbuilt biases and the argument is that it, it leads to mass surveillance which curtails basic fundamental freedoms. So that's the argument against it at all. And this has been a debate in the European Union. The European Parliament had recommended a ban on police use of facial recognition technology in the debates around the EU's Artificial Intelligence Act, which concluded in the first phase last week. Um, the governments argued against that. So that the details still need to be worked out. It does seem that the European Union now will permit, not mandate, but permit states to have sparing use of facial recognition mm-hmm. technology. But I think there is a question of proportionality here. And the initial indications from the Irish Minister for Justice are that they seem to be intent on quite a broad range. There's two key aspects. One is the list of offences, which does already look, uh, I think, far beyond what the EU is likely to allow or permit. 
And the second one is about this question of judicial oversight. So the European Union seems to be indicating that even in the circumstances in which biometric testing, such as facial recognition Mm -hmm. technology, will be permitted, that it will only be permitted with a judicial warrant or sanction. And the minister seems to be indicating that a a senior guard could authorise it. Okay, but you capture stuff on CCTV because we're not talking about, you know, looking at a crowd, scanning them in real time and saying, there's Liam Herrick, he's got a rock in his hand, he's about to throw it. Mm. We're not talking about that. So you're not going to be able to send in snatch uh, squads to pick up the rioter in real time. You're going to be looking at CCTV that was captured routinely by the Gardaí and then they have to go over it using AI or, you know, man hours or person hours uh, to to do it. So um, the, the usefulness of the tool might be... Question: It's quite slow if you're going to have to do, if you're not using it in real time. Well, I mean, the, the usefulness of the tool, I suppose, is one of the key questions. I mean, we have an objection in principle against it, and we're also looking at what we see are the results and the negative impacts. But even those arguing for it really need to demonstrate that it's going to work, it's going to be useful, it's going to be accurate. And what there's no detail at all produced today is what is the FRT program that the government intends to use here? How is it going to be trained? What is the database of images it's going to be used? And how do we test its accuracy? Because if it has a bias uh, for a racial profiling or whatever, you've got to root that out of the uh, algorithm that's going to be used. And we had a conference recently in Dublin here. We brought together some of the leading international experts in this, people that are advising the United Nations on the development of standards here. And there was an understanding, I think, that the inaccuracy problem with facial recognition technology was just something that could be worked through over time. If you improved the training and the database of faces, that eventually would get more and more accurate. But actually, that doesn't seem to be the case. There seems to be a fundamental engineering problem at the heart of these technologies that they don't perform well with certain ethnic and racial groups that they don't perform well with women. Different shapes of faces and different skin pigments. But seem surely to that could be sorted. It doesn't seem to be the case that it can be um, because we're not seeing an improvement. But the other problem, Pat, is that this is technology that's developed and sold by private sector companies which don't allow law enforcement agencies or data protection agencies to actually see inside the technology to make assessments about safety or accuracy. So there's a fundamental transparency problem here. And I mean, the Irish government and Garda Síochána is going to be sold this by a company which is going to promise them that it's 99.9% accurate. The international academics will say that when they do field studies, they see that that's completely not mm. the case. But they'll never be able to get inside yeah. to test but it. Don't forget that in order to apprehend somebody, you've got to have that person already on your database. Yes. Just, uh, you know, taking yeah. a shot of Liam Herrick. If Liam Herrick has never come to the attention of law enforcement, Liam Herrick will not be in the database. Yeah. So unless you're an offender, shall we say, you will never be apprehended by facial Well, I mean, this is one of the big questions. What database are we going to be working off here? You know, if, if there isn't such a database of images in existence, how is it going to be compiled? Where are you going to source it from? You're still going to have technology that's going to have an algorithm. Which algorithm? How is it going to be trained? How is it going to be deployed? I mean, are you concerned, for example, that everyone who might have a, a PPS card with a photograph on it or a driving licence with a photograph on it or a passport with a photograph on it, that in some way the uh, facial recognition technology would have access to that. I mean, that's something that you can absolutely legislate against. You can make sure it's already happened. We're very clear that would be completely illegal. So, So therefore, the only database you'd have would be the 'er ne'er-do-wells who've come to the attention of the Gardaí beforehand. Well, what kind of a database is maintained of images 
of that type that would be usable in this kind of context, I would really question. I mean, the, but the, isn't that an operational matter for the Gardaí to yeah. assemble a database? It might take them years it, to it, have an effective one. And I, I think, I mean, the example you gave, Pat, about using existing databases of images, I mean, the British government is talking about doing that type of thing. I think under our data protection legislation, it's pretty clear that would be completely illegal. I think the Data Protection Commission is going to have a very interesting role in this. And of course, we're having this conversation today because it's a heads of bill. This has to go to pre-legislative scrutiny mm-hmm. after Christmas, which was a key safeguard that was achieved only against the intention of the minister earlier on. I mean, there was opposition within cabinet and opposition in civil society, which insisted that there had to be pre-legislative scrutiny. So we do have the opportunity now to tease through these things. The Justice Committee, I think, will look at this very carefully. I imagine the Data Protection Commission will have a lot of interesting things to say about this as well. So I think this is the start of a process. At least now we have a bit of text to go with. But I think there are major problems in terms of European Union law here. And we still have major questions about how this is going to work. The question of judicial oversight, uh, I mean, what just to tease this out, and we, we don't know how it'll actually work in practice, but the idea would be the Gardaí uh, are trying to apprehend somebody, they see an individual, they use facial rec, but they can't unless they go to a judge and get permission yeah. to access that CCTV footage. Is that well, what would be envisaged? I mean, I suppose there's already law which was passed in the last couple of weeks about uh, updating the law on access to CCTV. So the access to CCTV, there's a clear legal framework in place for that already. I suppose we're talking about here is applying the facial recognition technology analysis tools to that piece of footage to actually carry out that matching. And I suppose... If we talked about the very narrow usages which the minister was first justifying, let's say, for example, that there's a terrorist incident and there's an investigation subsequently and a law enforcement agency applies to a court and says, we want a warrant to apply facial recognition technology to this bank of CCTV feeds that we have to help us apprehend the culprit mm-hmm. very quickly. That's a judicial oversight model where there's a clear warrant yeah. authorised. We all understand that. If we have another system where it's a senior guard authorises access in a very wide range of circumstances from the investigation of relatively minor offences, well, then we're into the the realm of mass surveillance. And I mean, mass surveillance is not just a subjective term. I think we can all understand the difference between very selective use of surveillance in very serious criminal investigations and the type of usage which will affect a very significant yeah. portion of the public on an ongoing basis. Um, the, the question of the Gardaí collecting CCTV imagery and storing it, uh, you say that's already covered. Mm. Uh, and presumably if there's a, a riotous assembly, they video the whole thing and that is the kind of footage that would be available with judicial oversight if that's what's going to happen uh, for inspection by AI. Yeah, so I mean, we, we the... the Digital Recordings Act, which was passed recently, provides not just for the guards' own use of CCTV technology themselves, their access to publicly available CCTV for local authorities and so on, and also that they can apply to get access to private sector CCTV, of which there's obviously a lot in urban areas, for example. So we have a regime around that and we have protections and safeguards, um, and I think that operates reasonably well. Uh, But this use of facial recognition technology, the reason it's so controversial is first of all because the problems about the inaccuracies and the unintended consequences, but also if you have the capacity to monitor the movements of individuals in urban areas, the power that that gives the state to monitor people's activity and movements 
and the potential that is a chilling effect on people's participation in society and democracy is very profound. Mm. So like a lot of cities and states have banned this. Ireland is now moving in a direction which seems to go beyond what the EU permits. And I think we do need to have a major public debate about it. It is a significant change in our policing culture. Uh, One comment I'll read to you. We need to be very careful about changing the law for facial recognition. We cannot presume that future governments will be committed to civil liberties as we have taken for granted up to now. Well, I mean, I think You give power to a government, if you get a malign government, they will use it in a malign way. Well, I think that, that that's a fundamental principle about democracy, really, Pat. I mean, you, you build in the safeguards to deal with the worst case scenarios. We are fortunate that we live in a, you know, a moderate democracy at the moment. And there is respect for basic principles of democracy on the part of, I think, all the parties in the Oireachtas. But of course, we could have a different scenario in the future. Well, Hungary thought they lived in a, a pro-Western democracy. They don't now anymore. Um, Poland has just switched horses back to being uh, hopefully a liberal democracy. The United States is in peril. So you take nothing for granted. You do. And, and like we have, we have a police service here that, you know, is a democratic police service that generally respects people's rights. But we all know that there will, in any police system, there'll be police and law enforcement agencies that will abuse the law. So we need to have proper safeguards in place. I think this is the start of a good debate, but we'll be campaigning against this legislation, Pat. The American Executive Director of the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Now this. The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am. On News Talk.